Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Good morning, everyone. This is the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. We have a Game 7 on our hands in the World Series. Lots of news to talk about in the NFL. Uh, Get into the Rangers a little bit and uh, some MLS soccer. But, uh, yeah, quite a bit that went on last night with the World Series. The Dodgers staving off elimination against Verlander. Chris Taylor... A huge hero in that one with uh, his at-bats. They match out last Verlander. National League rules. Verlander has to leave the game after six innings. Uh, the Dodgers uh, then uh, take advantage of the Houston bullpen and uh, uh, pull out a 3-1 to victory. Kenley Jansen gets the final six outs of the game leading up to Game 7 tonight where we've got you Darvish going up against most likely Lance McCullers, who was not used by uh, the Astros uh, last night. So uh, quite a bit uh, uh, of uh, dynamics involved there because you got uh, uh, <laughs> you you've got a, a matchup of Darvish and Yuli Gurriel that I'm sure the media will talk about. So uh, I mean Gurriel shouldn't even be playing in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, when you have a uh, suspension that begins next year because you're saying it's unfair to his teammates, that defeats the purpose of what a punishment is supposed to be. But, you know, I'm neither here nor there at, at this point. Uh, you know, it, it's over and done with. But, uh, yeah, so for Game 7, it, it, it's tough to figure out who has truly has the advantage in this series because, yes, the Home team has won the last two uh, Game 7s in the World Series. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I I look at it as like, yeah, the Cubs won it last year. But the uh, this Astros team is deep enough that they can pull out runs again. And, like, you know, for the most part, uh, Darvish did not look sharp uh, when he came in uh, for Game 3. At, you know... There's uh, there's quite a bit that could go on uh, in this game seven tonight, so uh, I, I think it's a toss up uh, more than anything else. Uh, we'll we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, you know, uh, interesting game to say the least coming up uh, uh, shortly. Uh, so NFL news. Uh, guess what? The Cleveland Browns were asleep at the wheel again. So, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes from the Patriots to the 49ers for a second-round pick. People around the league are scratching their heads saying, how did they not get a first-round pick without realizing that Garoppolo is a free agent after the season? So, the Pats really didn't have that much leverage. People can posture all they want saying they should have gotten a first-round pick out of the deal. Uh, they should be concerned about Brady. But guess what? Brady, at this point, is almost... a. Uh, a confirmed vampire at this stage. 
you know, when he goes, Belichick is going to retire. He's not going to put up with trying to do a rebuild after Brady retires. He, you got to be kidding me at this point. Belichick has nothing else left to do in this league other than ride out this Brady wave and then leave uh, Bob Kraft to figure out uh, the cleanup process after Brady retires. So, yeah, they'll probably draft the QB in next year's draft, but, I mean, it, that that ain't Belichick's problem right now that he's uh, concerned uh, over. So, uh, yeah, so Garoppolo goes to 49ers. Uh, in terms of fantasy impact, I would be shocked if Garoppolo plays uh, this weekend. Uh, here, here's uh, here's some uh, uh, guidance as to why Garoppolo would not be playing against the Cardinals uh, this weekend. A, he's going cross country, uh, where he, you know, honestly is not established. Uh, with, so he doesn't have a home. He's got to do all that crap. He's got to learn the playbook, which is going to take weeks. Yeah, uh, you're short. Uh, you're coming in in the middle of the week, so uh, basically you're not going to have reps with any of the starters, uh, uh, normal reps uh, that you get as the number one QB. You got a bye week coming up. It makes far more sense for Garoppolo to sit this week, take the bye week, learn the playbook in uh, ten plus days, than to try to rush him out there and have him. Uh, get uh, crushed. I mean, uh, the situation with the Colts with uh, Jacoby Brissett, they literally had to bring him in because Scott Tolzien was so bad. Uh, but at least uh, Brissett had uh, a good six days to kind of go over uh, the playbook. But, you know, it just uh, was kind of pointless. What uh, uh, It'd be kind of pointless for the 49ers for what they regard to be their future because they've committed the second round pick. So he is the guy going forward uh, to try to rush him out in a regular season game when you're 0-8. I mean, it, there's there's no sense in this. Uh, let uh, C.J. Bethard take the beating and then, you know, start regrouping in the bye week for what the future holds for this team. So uh, I, I would say Garoppolo is a stash if you have the roster spot and you're in a deep league or – if you're in a two QB league, yeah, stash him, but don't expect him to play. You have to have uh, another option ready uh, in the likely event that he's not playing. So uh, I would uh, go that route. Uh, in terms of uh, some of the other deals that took place, uh, JJ going to the Eagles uh, is an absolute steal for the Eagles in both uh, in regular football value. It, it's uh, the Eagles were top 10 in the league in red zone touches by running backs. LeGarrette Blunt had only converted one touchdown this year, which led to this trade because uh, Blunt just was too inconsistent uh, from my estimation for the Eagles to take. Uh, so you got Ajay, another big back, uh, does not get up and down the field as quickly as you might like, and I think that might have contributed to his uh, eventual uh, 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 demise in the, as a Miami Dolphin was just the performances this year. It just didn't seem as though he could, he ran as hard as he could have. Uh, you know, it could also be a fact that uh, uh, the Dolphins were looking to send a message to the locker room, and if they if that was the case, message received. 
it was a dumb trade on their part because a fourth round pick for a starting running back is not getting proper valuation. But uh, looks like uh, Mike Tannenbaum and Adam Gase, the head coach, are trying to uh, uh, turn over the locker room and see maybe if they get a couple of guys out the door, uh, you can go from there. Uh, surprisingly, they made that move, but they didn't trade Jarvis Landry. Uh, even, but Landry is the heart and soul of that team, so uh, they may try to work it out with him in the offseason, even though Landry's looking for another monster deal. And much like Odell, because they're best friends, uh, you know, it'd be a deal where the team ultimately is going to be overpaying for their uh, starting wide receiver. So, you had uh, uh, that trade go down. Uh, also, uh, in terms of a couple other moves, Seattle uh, acquired a left tackle in Dwayne Brown from the Texans. Uh, to me, this is a huge deal uh, if you've been a holder of any Seattle running back. So, uh, for those of you still holding on to Thomas Rawls or any Lacey stats on your bench, uh, I would say this is good for you if you got Seattle wide receivers. Uh, Doug Baldwin, if you have Russell Westbrook, uh, 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 sorry, Russell Wilson, I would say, uh, rather, uh, I would say Russell Wilson owners should be very happy. That should give more stability to the team. Uh, this actually boosts their overall offensive ranking, in my opinion, now that they actually have a legitimate left tackle to kind of solidify that offensive line. All right, so the next big trade that happened was Calvin Benjamin getting traded to the Bills. Now, this one was a real head-scratcher because the Bills had previously dealt Marcel Darius uh, out of town, and they had already, at the beginning of the year, traded uh, Sammy Watkins to the, the Rams. You know, you're trying to figure out exactly what team's mindset is uh, because the bills have absolutely no wide receiver as uh, to really uh, do anything with. I mean, Jordan Matthews was a bust in Philadelphia is pretty much living up to that reputation in Buffalo. Uh, not quite sure what the, uh, the, uh, the strategy was other than let's just get a wide receiver in here and hope he works out because uh, the issue with Kevin Benjamin is, how healthy is his knee? Uh, he had a complete ACL tear and training camp back in 2015. You know, did not play well the following year. This year, he was uh, he came into camp overweight. Uh, you know, it's it's not looking good in terms of how he's recovering from the knee injury, uh, and the production wasn't there. I mean. Uh, uh, Greg Olson got injured with uh, uh, the broken foot uh, early on this season, and Benjamin has not been able to step up. I mean, you've been seeing Devin Funches step up. Christian McCaffrey leads the team in receptions uh, because he plays better out as a wide receiver than he does as a running back, in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't think the McCaffrey pick is going to really help him that much, uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh but <clears throat> the issue is that if uh, Benjamin isn't healthy, this is a terrible trade for the Bills. If he is someone healthy, then how was Benjamin not able to be u- utilized uh, properly in Carolina? There, there's a lot of question marks with uh, that deal. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a very confusing trade because 
from a Carolina standpoint, what do you tell Cam Newton? I mean, they lost Ted Ginn in the offseason. Cam wasn't happy about that because he still hasn't had a deep threat to replace Ted Ginn. Uh, you know, you're telling him that his uh, tight end's gone. Uh, you don't you don't make any moves. You don't bring in a Gary Barnage or anything. Uh, then you have a trade out to Calvin Benjamin. You know, this is a very bizarre. Uh, this is a this is a very bizarre uh, trade, to be honest. I'm not quite sure what the Bills are going for. They're five and two, and they could make the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. And yeah, that 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 is even a longer drought than the Browns not making the playoffs, if you can believe it. But you know, I'm 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 not entirely sure if uh, the Bills did enough here. I, I I you know I I just think they could have gotten a they they could they could have tried a bit harder. But then again, when you trade that many guys, you're sending you're sending so many mixed messages to, uh, out to the marketplace. I, I I don't really know what the Bills' overall plan is. I didn't hope that they make the playoffs and. You know they can get past the wall card round, so be it. But I mean, is that really worth like giving up their round pick? Uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, the other deal that uh, could have come out but didn't come out is the fact that <laughs> you know you had teams that uh, could have made deals. And didn't do anything. The Colts are in a complete mess. Andrew Luck is, like I said before, if you have him on your fantasy roster, you really need to drop him by now. I'd be shocked if Andrew Luck throws a pass this year. Uh, you know, if you want to try to rush him back for a, a terrible team, by all means. But this is a wasted a waste of a year. T.Y. Hilton should have gotten traded. I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't try to get maximum value. There were teams that need a wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton brings value. You could have gotten multiple draft picks and actually set yourself up uh, for next season. But then again, you know, with some of the busts that are already on that roster, like Dante Moncrief, maybe that's why I didn't do it for the. But that was a previous GM regime. But I, I don't, I don't get what the Colts are doing. Uh, to be honest, they should be tanking. And they should have traded T.Y. Hilton for the draft picks. I mean, now you're... Or at least trade Vontae Davis. I mean, you have so many guys you could have traded. Uh, the Giants are another head-scratcher. I, I figured a couple of guys would have gotten traded. Then the Giants suspend uh, Janoris Jenkins for indefinitely for violating team rules. The Giants are a mess, and Je Jerry Reese is clueless about what the hell needs to be done about that team. Uh, the Dolphins... Uh, you trade J.J. after Adam Gay says you have the worst offense in the league, and there's nothing added to the team. I mean, you send a message to the team, but, you know, you trashed your own team. It's like you trashed your own team and then traded a guy out without bringing anyone else in. You know, this is... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty comical. And then uh, uh, the best tweet I, I actually read about that, the, the Dolphin situation, was uh, breaking news. Guy who signed Jay Cutler now sending message, in air quotes, uh, to the locker room about effort and commitment. 
I mean, it, it, it is comical. Uh, I mean, you bring in Jay Cutler, and you're surprised that the effort and commitment isn't there from your team. Uh, I, I just, I, I just can't. I can't. But you know, this is uh, is very confusing. Uh, what's going on with uh, some of these teams? Because the other team, and you know, of course it was the Browns. They were trying to trade for AJ McCarron, the backup QB of the Bengals, but somehow missed the trade because they didn't inform the NFL ahead of the four o'clock deadline. Someone needs to get fired. I'm sorry. And I don't like calling for people's jobs, but that is inexcusable. Everyone knows how much time it takes, like how much time you're allotted to submit the proper paperwork to the league and be able to execute a deal. The fact that you couldn't get the paperwork done is inexcusable. I, I mean, it's literally the only job description where like, they laid out in black and white what you have to do. And to say that you were looking for a mea culpa from the league saying, hey, can you give us a, a, an exemption here to get the deal done? I, I mean, get your, you need to get your act together. I mean, you already have heat because you, you're the same regime that passed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, and you can make a case for Jared Goff, too, because they could have had a Goff, too. And you pass on everyone to then draft Deshaun Kaiser, and then when you don't feel like you're getting a return on Deshaun Kaiser in year one, you try to make a trade for A.J. McCarron, who's been a clipboard holder for the past three years, three and a half years. I mean, what are we doing here? And it, I can't with some of these teams. It's just mind blowing. So uh, that was uh, the NFL uh, uh, in a nutshell. Uh, on the MLS front, we had a debacle here with uh, New York City FC, the favorite seed, in their first leg of the. Eastern Conference semifinal, losing 4-1 to one to the Columbus Crew. That's going to be relocating in less than two years, most likely. And basically, NYCFC gives up an early goal, then goes down a man, and proceeds to leak goals like a sieve because they couldn't figure out their formations the rest of the game. Uh, I mean, I'll get, I'll get into that with... Uh, some folks have another day, but I mean, in soccer, when you go down a man, you're supposed to play tight and controlled defense, not trying to score goals and give up more goals on the back end. Because yeah, you're down a man. You don't want open play. You want to slow down play. But it, it's just comical uh, how some of these teams are, uh, uh, proceed to play, uh, try to play soccer, I should say. Uh, other matchups uh, you had uh, uh, from yesterday, you had Toronto. I mean, from Monday, you had Toronto uh, beat the Red Bulls out in New Jersey in the first leg. So uh, basically, the Red Bulls need uh, to have a tremendous comeback uh, in Toronto to uh, proceed forward in uh, the playoffs. And then you had a, a nil-nil draw between uh, the Houston Dynamo and Portland Timbers. So the Timbers going back to Portland, and just need to win the game at home to advance. 
So moving on, because uh, uh, we're uh, running a little bit short on time, uh, you got a, a matchup uh, c- uh, coming up on Thursday night with the Bills and uh, Jets. Uh, I mean, honestly, this is for a playoff spot uh, potentially uh, between the Bills and the Jets, uh, which is comical when you think about it. Uh, again, like I said, the Bills very confusing what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to go for it, even though they know they're not nearly good enough and they don't trust their own quarterback. If they did trust Tyrod Taylor, they would have gotten them more weapons in the offseason. Not taking away weapons, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, uh, so, uh, we'll see how Thursday night game goes. I actually like the Jets' chances, although, don't ask me why. I, I just I just have a gut feeling that this Jets team will end up being 9-7, and seven, uh, make the playoffs barely, then get bounced, and then have no draft picks. This just this is just culminating in just a pointless year for the Jets, but you know uh, their fans are happy, so uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, uh, going into the hockey last night, the Rangers were playing the fourth string uh, goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, Maxime Legacy. Uh, literally, the fifth string goaltender was. Uh, Dylan Ferguson of the Kamloops Blazers of the Western Hockey League in British Columbia. So, literally, you had a kid flying from the western part of Canada to get to MSG last night. And, for the most part, the Rangers were getting outplayed by Vegas. Uh, you know, down 4-2, heading heading into the third period. The Rangers cut, uh, surged back in the third with four goals. Uh, to end up winning 6-4, but there's a lot wrong with the Rangers right now. You know, there's there's no back-checking with the forwards. Uh, The the defensive pairings are a nightmare. Lundqvist is out of position more often than not. There's so much wrong with the Rangers, and that game encapsulated it last night because you've got way too many moving parts and not enough guys just thinking through what they should be doing. So it took them being down two goals to a four-string goaltender and being embarrassed at home to wake up and actually execute in the third period. That's unacceptable, but that's the New York Rangers in 2017. They literally don't wake up until later on in games, until you get to the end of the second, early third, and then they start playing their best hockey. You know, you can't win this way long term. It's like there are too many good teams that know how to uh, shut games down. Uh, Vegas uh, just doesn't have the roster depth because it's an expansion team to actually have defensive pairings that can lock a game down. But you're not going to win games uh, at any consistent rate uh, going that route. So, uh, you know, as it stands, uh, Rangers get a win, a much-needed win, but whew. A lot, lot, lot of work needed uh, with that squad. As for the Knicks, they won three in a row. Uh, I honestly was surprised that they actually won three games in a row this year, let alone did it in the first uh, couple of games of the year. Uh, they beat the Nuggets. Uh, the offense is actually moving again. Hey, shocker. The ball's moving now that Carmel's gone. Who would have guessed? But... Uh, yeah, in terms of the Knicks, 
you know, I'm still sticking to the fact that uh, 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 15, uh, 15 games is probably a reasonable guess for the Knicks. Maybe they'll get it up to 20, but I, I still think that the extended losing streak is coming. Uh, it's just a matter of time, not not. Uh, but hey, I've been I've been wrong before. I I would like to be wrong about the Knicks, but you know, it, it's it seems as though there's still uh, uh there's still a potential uh deal that uh, uh, there's still a potential that they they could make it a, a better a better uh, a case for this. So. I will uh, wrap up the show now because uh, you know it's uh, it's that time again. But uh, yeah, game seven tonight. Uh, we got uh, plenty more coming up uh, in terms of the NFL this week. So uh, that's all for now, and have a good one. about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, <laughs> I'll take giselle okay is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.